This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winter is Coming Entertainment Podcast. That's right. This is Take the Black Beyond the Wall Edition. We don't really know what to call ourselves. We can't call ourselves the non-supported by KFC podcast because it's not official that KFC supports us. And after Popeyes dominated the chicken sandwich category, we don't really sure that KFC should be unofficially supporting us. Anyway, um, I'm going to say... Thanks to Dan and Isis for joining me tonight because they are the only ones that would talk to me tonight. So um, we are going to be talking about a bevy of topics. First off, we're going to talk about Blood Moon. Um, if some of you out there may have forgotten that there is a pilot episode of a Game of Thrones prequel set thousands of years into the past before um, the events of Game of Thrones took place. Um, when White Walkers in the Long Night took, uh, you know, the Age of Heroes happened and all kinds of great things. And we were really excited about it. Things were really humming along. Naomi Watts was is one of the main characters, in, our main leads in the show. And they wrapped filming on the pilot episode. When was this, Dan? I think like July-ish. July-ish. Like late July-ish, somewhere in there. July-ish. And when they wrapped, that was basically the last thing we've heard about it. We've gotten a couple other, like, odds and ends, like, cast members. Like, you know, we've had a couple of cast members. Like, one guy from Vikings has been confirmed to be in the pilot episode. But other than that, we don't really know what's going on, and we're starting to get worried. Dan, I leave the floor to you. Should we all be worried about Blood Moon? Well, I mean... You're starting to get worried, apparently. Like, no, I don't really think so. I've heard this a little bit. So, so, so the theory is that we should have heard something by now, right? That right, that's right. why people are a little worried, that they're wondering, okay, if HBO is going to pick up this Game of Thrones prequel series and they shot a pilot, presumably they had time to edit the pilot by now, add in whatever special effects they got to do, put in a post-production, short, short to some executives, have the executives discuss amongst themselves and decide whether they want to go forward with it or not go forward with it. Um, but I mean, I don't know how long that takes. Do you? <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's, it's been like three months. I don't know. Maybe they had to like do a, like a month or two of editing and, uh, post-production and then they screened it for execs and, uh, the execs, I don't know, go to a golf course and chat about it. Whatever executives do. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I certainly know that it's, I think it's too early to draw any kind of conclusions one way or another. I'd be – I'm expecting equal parts tomorrow they announce they're picking it up to series or tomorrow they announce that they're going to make the Fire and Blood one and Blood Moon is dead. Like I, neither one would surprise me, but I don't think we really know enough to worry or get excited either way. Isis, um, HBO, you know, now the AT&T is, as John Oliver always calls them, the corporate daddy of HBO. We've got – they've got a new um, streaming service coming called hbo max which is at least at least it's not a uh plus it could be hbo max plus and it's still a bad name it's still a terrible name it's horrible i have thankfully didn't call it hbo tv plus 
<laughs> but um, you know, there are shows already slated. They're lining up uh their their library and their cut and they've got and we already have major shows that still have to fill out the back end of this year. Like we're we have three months left in this year, I believe, right? So we've got Watchmen coming up at the end of this month, and after that we go into his dark materials. There isn't time to be worried about um an announcement just yet. I think HBO and then we've got Westworld coming up pretty early in 2021, I believe. We've got Witcher coming in December, probably, of this year. There's a lot of TV to get through. HBO doesn't have to rush things. Now, my counter-argument, Isis, to people who get really excited about this is, calm down. HBO always does this big year-ender thing where we see like a little brief second of a snippet of, of an episode. You know, they did it with Game of Thrones Season 7 and Season 8. Um, so if I think my best my best guess is if we're going to see something about Blood Moon, is we're going to see Naomi Watts walk out on Casterly Rock's balcony in, like, in her full glorious blonde wig and golden gown. And, and it's going to be like Game of Thrones, Blood Moon, and then we'll all cheer. And then we'll, we'll obsess over the uh, one-second clip for about three months. <laughs> so Isis, how do you feel about? It? I know you you really haven't been super excited about the prequel. Yeah, I'm not fully invested in this prequel. I mean, granted, it's gonna get three episodes for me. It actually may get, you know, four episodes for me just because of the Game of Thrones Game of Thrones clout. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just need everybody to calm their tits for a second and you know if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen i think that you know it i I think that they may actually take a uh playbook you know a a chapter out of the playbook that stars did um with with outlander where they really just did like you know a half a season just to see how people reacted to it and then ordered a full season Oh, boo hiss to you for first of all, boo hiss to you for segueing so nicely into our next topic. And boo hiss to you for mentioning that first season. That was the most painful first season of any show that I've ever liked ever. Because you get into an uh, a, a, I guess a new series and you're like, man, this is really fucking cool. And then it just goes away for ten years. And when it comes back, you feel like you feel like Rose on the Titanic. It's been 84 years, you know, like that's that's <laughs> what you feel like. Right. Um, but also. So let's talk about Outlander. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I wasn't really actually trying to change the subject, but I, I mean, it, it really is just I feel like not that they don't they don't trust that people will go ahead and watch it. I mean, let's be honest, anybody's going to, I think for stars, it was a, a, a huge deal for them just because of the cost. And not only that, but it, it really was telling a story in a very different way. So they were really unsure about it. Um, I was just throwing that out there of like, you know, this may be some, and, and I think it actually has more to do with what Dan said of that. They have so much TV that do they really need this other show? Who who are they, you know, is it better to go ahead and placate the fans to get this out there, but you have all this different TV shows that you already have currently running? Or do you go ahead and hold on to it and wait to roll this out the right way where Ooh. it's on by itself and then, you know, it's not competing with itself? I, I think that's really what HBO is trying to do is not to compete with itself. Not that's a great question, Dan. I would like to hear from you on this. What what I kind of like this because if HBO doesn't really have to bank on the Game of Thrones name, right? Like they own they own everything. Like clearly they they want to have a Game of Thrones follow up. They had like five ideas in development, six, four, however many. Um, I recall that they said like, look, we're gonna test some out if we like it enough we'll make it go forward if we don't we'll take a stab at it i mean it's possible that no shows will go forward i would be shocked if no shows went forward i mean that they've never been in a big furry hurry to get something to air um 
yeah, they, they, they've always, they, it, from the very start, they said, like, we're going to find a good follow-up. We're going to find a good idea. And if we like it, we'll go forward with it. If we don't, we'll, we won't. And, and, and again, like, my big argument was that uh, I still think it's early. Like, I agree. Yeah, I and I want to remind everybody, too, that there's an unseen pilot of Game of Thrones out there that nobody's seen except for David Benioff and Dan Weiss and the execs at HBO and a few uh-huh. testing audiences who signed NDAs, apparently. So, like, they, there's, a, there's a whole pilot of Game of Thrones where half the cast isn't even well, – never made it to the regular show. Uh, they changed out Catelyn Stark, Daenerys Targaryen. George R. R. Martin made a cameo in the episode. Um, the ben- Benjamin's, uh, the Stark grandfather was there. So like there was a lot of lot of things happening in the pilot episode that did not make it into the second try. So everybody just needs to be patient. But um, let's let's move away from that topic. Enough talking about take the uh, Game of Thrones on the Take the Black podcast. Um, Let's let's do talk about Outlander a little bit. Um, Isis, you are our resident book reader expert, and um, if you could quickly let us know because we got a trailer list over the past weekend, a teaser basically for season five uh, of of Outlander, and it's going to come back, I believe, on February nineteenth. And it's been it's been a long time. I've seen people call it the Droughtlander. I guess that's an internet thing. Um, so. It's based on the fiery cross. Is that am I am I saying that right? There you go. Yeah, it's the uh, fiery cross, and um, yeah. So I am your resident um, Outlander book super fan, if you will. Um, I actually. So how actually I got it? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, Isis and I used to have a podcast based on Outlander. What was it called? You remember? <laughs> Tangled in plaid. Tangled in plaid. Hell yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I know, it's super geeky. And I actually go to, um, this is so geeky. And anybody who knows, like, actually, like, knows me in real life are going to laugh out loud. So I actually go to, like, Scottish festivals and I do an Outlander, um, round table. And so, and that's like a real thing. And people actually have me come over, um, to, to do that, to facilitate that. So just, to that's that's super geeky i know um so yeah so i love outlander i actually got introduced to outlander um when the tv show which i referenced um first came out and i was like oh my god this tv show is amazing or it was the first you know half of the season it's like this tv show is amazing the book must be out of this world right and um and it and it was all the 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 first book was amazing and um of course i couldn't stop reading the books after that and you know i'm not gonna lie um my my house suffered for it you know some dusting didn't get done some (laughs) may have been pushed to the side and so um but i was able to actually finish all of the books the, the entire book series. I mean, the book series still continues, but we're still waiting on the next book to come out. But I finished <laughs> all the book series, um, and and I absolutely loved it. So um, I, I become a huge book, or I should say, Game of Thrones or Outlander fan. And um, so yeah, so so Outlander, the um, new series that should be based off of the Fiery Cross, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, I actually, when I used to write for um, a website called Culturist, and I actually had to look up the the article that I wrote, and I actually wrote it two years ago. I can't believe it was that long ago, Um, but I actually wrote – yeah, it was two years ago, but I wrote a whole entire article about the entire Outlander book series ranked, so I actually ranked all of the book series, and – I think people are going to be very disappointed with me because guess what? I did not like this book. (laughs) I was not a fan of this book. It, it literally was to me, um, the, out of all of them, the worst. Oh, ice is (laughs) on your spitting fire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, and it was so funny too, because I was like, I remember, like not liking this book at all. Like I said, I mean, for me, that was it, I rated it the worst <laughs> out of all of them. So basically, it was a dance with dragons, right, Dan? 
I mean, I have not read uh, a fiery cross, but maybe <laughs> it's very possible. I just like, felt what? like, like uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, what I didn't like about it, and and you can also read my article on Coltris, which absolutely you can look it up if you would like to. Um, but there were there's like 180 pages dedicated to um, this gathering that takes place in um, in the United States, um, and it's a Scottish gathering, but it's 180 pages worth of like just what's going on, and I think it was really essentially to kind of give you like that feel of what a, ga- a Scottish gathering would be like, sure. but really a hundred and eighty <laughs> freaking pages. I, I really didn't need that. It was just really unnecessary um, and unimportant stuff. And it didn't move us closer to um, the war that was headed towards the Frasers. So sure. I really felt like, spending 18% of the book on just that was just not a very good use. Um, I just got, she got percentages and everything. Oh dude. Like I'm telling you my article, like when I do an article, dude, like, come on. Um, and so, (laughs) so, you know, I just really felt that, um, there was a lot of that in that whole, in that whole scene that could have been, you know, gone out and we could have really gotten into the meat and potatoes um, or enhance the, the subplot did not enhance the main story. My question okay. to you is how, how much of the book does the kitten take up? Because I've seen a picture of him and pretty much that's all I'm here for is the kitten. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you the kitten's not in the book. <laughs> God damn it. Are you serious? I'm serious. I don't remember it. Or if it is in the book, it's a very small portion that I don't even remember. At I this think point. he is because, and, and I don't want to argue with our, our, yeah. our book reader, but I, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, since I read this, so. <laughs> I've seen people tweet out a certain passage about how Jamie brings the kitten home and they call it some, after some monk that his, his mother had, like they had a cat and named it for a monk. It did nothing for me. It wasn't something that's again. This was the worst. I rated this book the worst. Damn. Um, so yeah, it really, really just was not great for me. Um, and then there's a lot of thing that happens. A lot of things that happen to Roger, who is um, you know Jamie's son-in-law. Right. And I, I mean, at this point, I'm just feeling like, why keep on beating this guy up? I mean, he really gets the raw end of every freaking deal when it comes to the Frasers. When I started reading this book or when I was reading this book, I was just like, you know, at some point, Jesus Christ, you just got to say, get the I'm I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's not worth it. Um, So he he is, you know, literally put the or I shouldn't say literally he's put through the proverbial meat grinder and god bless him because he keeps on coming back for more well they did a lot of that to him last season and there's gonna be more (laughs) oh god see that's my biggest problem with outlander is the way that you and i talked about this on our old podcast i need to go look that thing up i need to find it uh but we talked about how it was really like i just couldn't take it anymore like all the abuse she would put Claire and and Jamie, I'm talking about Diana Gobbledon, like how much abuse she would put her characters in. And I'm like, God, I, I don't understand why it's got to continually happen. Oh, my um, God. So much more because, you know, the fire there's there's another book after the fiery cross. So there's more to come. Um, like I said, this book just really kind of left me wanting. I felt like this was almost kind of a set up book for the next part of the series um you know as it goes on but i just to me i literally was pounding through this so i can get to the next book if that dan dan do you have any designs on watching uh outlander when it comes back i probably not just because i have a full slate that's the only reason like it sounds it sounds interesting enough there's a lot of tv in right now um isis i'll ask you this do you think like I, I haven't watched the show. I haven't read the books. Um, do they change things from the books? Like, could they maybe streamline what you didn't like or change it round so it works better? Or is that just like not in the cards for this kind of book? No, I think 
you, you know, I really think that there is potential to go ahead and streamline things. I think there's also ways where they can actually, you know, where I would go ahead and have instead of that 800 or 180 pages worth of freaking gathering dialogue thing or whatever, that really could probably be a nice little episode, if you will, um, you know, where you can kind of immerse yourself and enjoy it and then walk away. Whereas like 100 page, 180 pages, you know, I'm like, too, well, for me, you know, being interrupted um, and, you know, working a full-time job. <laughs> um, that was like two days of reading. And I'm like, oh my God, can we get to the good stuff? Um, so, you know, it, it, I think they can, and I think they could do a lot more with the, the storyline that maybe Diana, and, and from what I understand this season, she's going to have some more writing than she yeah. did in some of the other seasons, uh, which I think will be good because I think she's going to want to correct some of the things that maybe didn't work in the books um, in the TV show. Okay. Well, um, there is your biweekly outlander update from your resident book reader, Isis. Isis, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Um, Not a problem. Anytime. So we just got through with uh, Triple Force Friday, guys. Um, this is getting out of hand. Um, it used to be, and 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 Isis and I have been working together at Fansided a long time. Back to when we we're at this little site called Lightly Buzzed, and Isis used to write a May Fourth article. May the Fourth be with you. And what she used to do with her with her with her young one, her little Padawan, I guess, and. Now we've got Triple Force Friday, and it's getting out of hand. The merchandise, the prices, three hundred dollar light, uh, almost real lightsabers, badass stuff that I would I would spend money on if I didn't have a wife or car notes and house notes. But anyway, um, to to talk about Star Wars a little bit, there are a lot of rumors and I guess you would say mild spoilers out there. None of them obviously are, can be confirmed because Disney never confirms spoilers this early. This early, out. they never confirm any spoilers. But um, there are some things up there. And what I want to do, Dan and Isis, is I want to tell, I'm going to throw some rumors at you, and I want to see if you can pick them out and see which ones are real. Okay, you guys got the, you guys got the gist of this little game I'm about to play, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw something out there, and I'm gonna ask each of you if it's a legit. Or if it's shit. We've played this with Game of Thrones before, so uh, here we go. So, in one rumor, um, Rey is fighting Kylo Ren, and she realizes she has the ability to heal. And she stabs Kylo Ren in the chest with her lightsaber, and as he's dying, she reaches in and heals him, and then she shoots lightning into the sky and blows up a ship with Chewbacca on it. Now... Before you buzz in, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go to you first, Dan. Bullshit. Okay. Or legit. Um. When she shoots lightning, is that a side effect of the? Well, okay. I need some clarification. So she finds out she can heal. She stabs Kylo Ren. Does she heal him, or just the finding out she can heal is independent from the stabbing the lightning? Good question. I'm glad you asked. Yes, she figured out while she's fighting. Because apparently Ray, you know, and I don't like using this term because I don't think she is. She kind of is a Mary Sue. So she realizes as they're fighting that she can heal. And she doesn't want to kill Kylo Ren because that'll make her cross over to the dark side and become a Sith Lord, I guess. But lightning is a Sith power. It is not a Jedi power. Wait, so wait. You said that she stabs Kylo Ren, right? Yeah, yeah. So she, so she, she doesn't want to kill him. She stabs him and then she heals him? Yeah, in like in mid fight, she gets really raged out. She gets really mad, right? She realizes that it's, there's something going on, and we'll talk about that in the, in the next in the next question. Um, and she can't take the stress and the anguish anymore. She gives in to the dark side just for a little bit and stabs Kylo Ren in the chest as he's laying down dying. She reaches into his chest and heals him, and oh, then okay, she's, okay, okay. she kills she she sees. A ship flying off the world, and it's got Chewbacca on it. It's a first. It's a first order uh, tr transport, and she shoots lightning at it, and it destroys the ship. 
presumably killing Chewbacca. Bullshit or legit? Legit. I'll go with legit. Why not? Um, I think she'll fit neatly into this. Uh, I want to say that I feel like there's been a trend of um, kind of the female heroes going ape shit at the end with Daenerys and possibly with Rey. I think they're going to have a tradition of it. Um, what, why would she shoot a ship with lightning? To stop them. Okay, look, and, and that's the next thing is. If they'll before, kill Kylo Ren? Well, yeah, she's trying to stop the ship. She doesn't know that she's got lightning power. She's actually trying to use the force. And so oh, as the like, ship. Up, it shoots lightning out of her hands and it just, it, it just, just shoots the ship it, down. And it's, this is very important. It Emperor Palpatine's right out of her hands. What? Okay, you know how Emperor Palpatine always used Force Lightning, right? Yeah. Every every Star Wars movie he's in, he always uses Force Lightning. Well, oh. that's what happens. It comes out of her hands and it destroys the ship. Um, but is he there? I'm sorry. Well, good question. I'm glad you asked. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. Um, I, I think it's all legit. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Most of that is uh, it comes from a legit source that gets things right a lot of times. MakingStarWars.net is a fan site that is all about finding rumors and tracking filming for for movies and Star Wars and, and their live-action TV shows like The Mandalorian and all the stuff. And so um, they talked to somebody who had storyboards, and their their source looked at storyboards and showed this fight. Now, here's the thing. For the for the last Jedi, Ryan Johnson actually knew they had a mole, and he would put fake storyboards up. And there's this guy, and you guys can look him up. He's on he's on YouTube. If you want to have a good laugh, there's a guy named Mike Zero, and that's Mike Zero, on on YouTube, and he um does like a daily uh, Star Wars spoiler thing, and it's garbage. And Ryan Johnson mentioned him by name and said, yeah, we know about Mike Zero, and we would laugh at him, and we would put up fake spoilers, and he would report it as, as legit on his show. And so they used to uh, trick this guy. So, But makingstarwars.net is more reputable than guys like Zero and some other people. So it's hard for me to see Ray rage out. Like, I, I kind of see like they're, they're going gray. Like you know, there's 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 the red and the blue. Red red is Sith, blue is Jedi, and gray is kind of like the in between, the balance. Um, when the Force Awakens came out, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, there was that voiceover from Snoke that said, "Darkness rises and light to meet it." And so like, there's always got to be a balance, you know, a dark and light. So I think Ray's you the, have the gray the, lightsaber. Do what? Can you have a well, gray lightsaber? N- I mean, you can have any color, I guess. That they- would be boring, and I'd like it. Like, just really kind of low, chill lightsaber. Like, not too showy, just like gray. I'd enjoy okay. that. All right, well, Isis, this question's for you. Um, since Dan mentioned the lightsaber, at the end of the movie, Ray is on Tatooine, and she's at the Lars homestead, you know, where Luke's uh, uncle and, and aunt were barbecued by the... Uh, Stormtroopers, and um, she's standing outside, and she's got a brand new lightsaber, and she ignites it, and it's gold in color. The lightsaber is gold in color, and somebody comes riding by and conveniently yells to her, Hey, I haven't seen anybody at the Lars Homestead since that Skywalker kid, and she's like, he's like, what's your name? And she looks up, and she goes, Skywalker. Isis? <laughs> Uh, Isis, bullshit or legit? Con bullshit. It this was kind of a bullshit. the The gold yeah. lightsaber, the gold lightsaber, was the bullshit part. The Skywalker part comes from like making Star Wars. Uh, now they he uh, the guy Jason Ward over there, he's really good about updating his uh, rumors and spoilers. And he, this one's been updated a couple times, and he says that his his source has been giving him a couple stories about this, and he's kind of joined forces with another guy from Reddit who's been getting information as well, and they've kind of been fact checking each other, and so this story's kind of changed a couple times. But the gold lightsaber was the bullshit part. The sky, the gold, 
the Skywalker's real? It's apparently one. It was at one point. I, what's your name? I'm Skywalker. How clunky can I mean, you be? Well, I mean, like, so, like, the title. Okay, so there's like this debate, right? As in, is she descended from a Skywalker, or is she really a nobody, like I said in the last one? I mean, like, doesn't titling the movie The Rise of Skywalker kind of give it away in the first place? Especially when it's the final movie in the sequel trilogy, the final movie in the, in the saga. I mean, what Skywalker is rising? Like, which one's left? Like, who else could it be? Uh-huh. Yeah, see, and this is the thing, as I was really hoping that she was going to be a nobody. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I really was rooting the, f- I don't want to say nobody, that's ugly. I, I mean, I really just didn't want her to be a descendant from the Skywalkers. I wanted her to be her own thing, to build up her own legacy. You know, she she may have been mentored by a Skywalker, you know, w- you know, worked with a general and a princess um, Skywalker, but I really was rooting for her to be her own thing. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, it, that this t- kind of takes kind of the fun out of it, you know, cause it really feels like, well, you can only be a Skywalker to, to have these powers and to be this incredible person and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, I think, in the last movie, um, especially in the very last scene where the little kid is picking up, um, you know, he's basically kind of, yes, the coin. And he's like, you know, kind of like going to become part of the rebel, <laughs> you know, a rebel. Um, I, I really thought that's where this, this was heading. And I really, or at least that's where I hope this was heading that, you know, just because you're a Skywalker doesn't mean that you're like the end all be all. Um, but, you know, I agree with you guys. I hope she's a nobody. I hope she's not from some lineage, but I've got two more for you guys and then we can move on to our final topic okay. of the night. Okay. But um, in the beginning, of the, okay, you know how most star, every Star Wars movie starts in space. It opens in space. There's a long crawl and then it dives down usually into a planet and there's action going on. OK, so the opening of the Rise of Skywalker opens in space and then it quickly goes to a jungle type planet where um young princess leia and young luke skywalker are training as jedis luke's training leia and he senses that she's pregnant and he stops training her because he he knows that her training will be clouded because she'll protect the baby which turns out to be ben kylo ren and she can't be pregnant and be a jedi because you have to be selfless and all that kind of stuff blah 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 i guess there's there's all kinds of stuff. Anyway, so there's a young Leia, young Luke, and they're they're practicing. And then the, that scene segues into General Leia um, training Rey. And it, you saw the last teaser, how Rey threw her lightsaber and it went through a tree and she caught it. That segues into that scene. Bullshit or legit, Dan? I mean, legit, I suppose. It's kind of creepy. Um, the stuff about you can't be a Jedi if you're pregnant, I, I feel like that's well. Not that's the whole a thing about thing Jedi. To have that's the whole thing as Jedi's is you can't are not Jedi's. There's no such word. The Jedi is the plural. Anyway, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, that's the whole thing about being a Jedi is you have to not be able to worry about attachments. That's what got. That's what brought down Anakin. He was afraid that his wife was going to die and the children were going to die. So he, he did what he did and betrayed the Jedi and brought an imbalance to the force and became I Darth Vader. I feel like it's bad optics. I don't know Jedi mythology, but I know that that sounds a little screwy. Um, but as, other than that, sure, it sounds legit enough. Yeah, legit. 100%. Legit, legit as fuck. Legit as fuck. Like, this is almost... I don't want to sit here and tell you guys that it's 100% correct, but this is one of the things that all the guys, all the leakers are like, yeah, this is, this happens. This happens. This is what's going to, this, and they're using Carrie, they're using, um, Carrie ask, Fisher. Like, how would that work with an earlier scene? So it's just like, they're going to uh, use, Mark they're, gonna use and... Billy Lord. they're using Billy Lord's face and digitally putting it on a Leia, a Leia body. Kind of like they did in Rogue One, but in Rogue One, they used an, a different actress altogether. Um, you know, Billy Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter, so she has her features. Okay. So they're gonna digitally map that out. 
apparently. Like, or Mark I Hamill. I feel like this I mean, is the... Just de-age him. Yeah. I can do that now. It's in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was de-aged I... in Last Jedi, too. Yeah, I feel like this is misogynistic as shit. And yeah. um, I'm really not <laughs> here for it. So I think that, you know... I mean, if they do it, they do it. I mean, it is what it is. But I, I really feel like it's, you know, oh, well, she she can't, uh, you know, she's she's got a kid and she's going to want to protect that child even more. I mean, it, it, oh, God, it just I maybe this would have worked I mean, like years ago, like maybe 25 years ago. But right now in the way in the world that we live in, yeah, it just seems very, very. So you're saying the yeah, like, that age sounds badly. so tone deaf. It's hard to believe they would do it. Like yeah. now, there's yes. so many examples of that kind of thing blowing up and backfiring. Like, why would you do that now? Would it, would it, yeah. would it change you guys? Would it change your opinions if Leia was the one that said, I can't train anymore. I want to go be um, the, the senator, the, the chancellor of the New Republic. And um, she goes off. Absolutely. As a woman, if I make the choice that I don't want something because I want to do something else or I feel like, you know, doing this other job is a benefit to other people and to myself, then absolutely. She has made that decision. Not that somebody else has made the decision that, yeah, you know what? You are pregnant and you're going to be a mother. And, you know, I don't think this is probably going to work out because, you know, you're not going to be fully invested. You know, what is this fucking Mad Men? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, I like, listen, you're, you make some great points. I think, I think it's a, it's a, a question of agency, especially for, a character that's so beloved and so you know in in the fandom, I and mean, they've basically you know mar- to made be, her. To mar- be honest, you know, to be honest, I think Carrie Fisher would be fucking offended. I'm offended. Oh, yeah. for Absolutely, her. she would be. But I and you know what? The, the the we could the way I'm saying it could be different. I know that I read it once where she did say she was going to be in as a politician, but. I know the part that I read where most of them agreed that it was Luke that said, I sense an imbalance in you, and I can't train you as a Jedi, blah, 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 blah. I, mean, like, see, I hope but, this happens, they phrase it better. Can you imagine but here's the thing. pregnant? I sense an imbalance in you. Cannot, it's just gas, it's just gas, Luke. It's just gas, Luke. Uh, no, but what, what I'm trying to say is, but if, if they tie this moment to the reason why Luke's Jedi Academy failed, because he did that, you know, he didn't trust his sister all those years ago and didn't let her make her own decision, then it might work. But then you have to do a lot of explaining. So, Okay, so here's the last question, and Isis, you get this one. So the movie turns out to be a search for Palpatine. Um, he has left two things called wayfinders. Actually, there are two wayfinders, and they're like, I guess, homing beacons or whatever. And one is Darth Vader's. And one is Emperor Palpatine's, and they talk to each other. Uh, Ray finds uh, Palpatine's, and Kylo Ren goes to Mustafar, where Darth Vader's castle is, um, and he finds Darth Vader's Wayfinder, and they connect. And that's why they're both on, you know, in that teaser, the last teaser we got, they were at D23, they were fighting each other. On the wreckage of the Death Star. That's on Endor's moon. So they're fighting in the ocean on the wreckage of the Death Star. Uh, at two different times, they both find Palpatine. Now, uh, Palpatine tells Kylo Ren to bring Rey to him. And so Kylo Ren, being uh, subservient uh, and weak willed, decides that he's going to follow Palpatine's orders. Rey goes there and uh, he he tells he tells Ray that he's actually her grandfather. So Ray is Palpatine. Uh, yeah, Palpatine. So I, I didn't know if he had a last name or not. It's uh, Sheev Palpatine is his name. Another factoid for you, Dan. Sheev Palpatine. Anyway, um, so bullshit or legit? Ray is a Palpatine. I'm gonna say legit because I I I almost like that better than being a Skywalker. <laughs> it is yeah. legit. Yeah, it's legit. Um, they a lot of the the rumors and leaks have said that you know um, in the teaser I keep referencing the teaser, but they put a lot of clues in there. Uh, that big 
fleet of uh, Star Destroyers that show up, and they fill up the sky of a, of a certain planet that's over Endor, and they are trying to destroy their remnants of the Resistance, which have, like, Lando Calrissian and supposedly Wedge Antilles leading uh, squadrons around fighting, dogfights, and um, Palpatine drains the Force from both of them, and it makes him go back to looking young again like he was in Revenge of the Sith before um, Mace P. Flop, Mace Windu. What do you think about that, Dan? Uh, you get, you get. I think it's starting to sheet. feel like they're writing a script so they can use, so they can try out some age-reducing technology. <laughs> um, between the Leia and Luke stuff, and now Palpatine looks younger too. That, that's what I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think like, you know what? I only want to use this cool new tool I have. Let's make everybody young. Let's try out Photoshop, guys. Well, like but, really uh... expensive Photoshop. <laughs> okay, so that I mean, was honest, God, like it, it, it's. I, I do agree with you, Isis. I, I like the idea of her being a Palpatine a lot more than being a Skywalker, because it's not as predictable, if if anything. Um. I mean, it's starting to seem like he's really gonna, you know, like, hit, like, play the hits in this one. You know, if, like, The Last Jedi was kind of lauded and derided, depending on who you're talking about, for doing something new with the series, I mean, I don't think it was, like, that new, but, like, it it tried some new stuff, it went some different directions. It feels like, from what we've heard, that this one is gonna be racing back to your safe space. Like, you want Palpatine, (laughs) I will give you Palpatine. You want, like, Ray being a Skywalker? You're going to get it. Like, you want robes, you want, uh, you know, Jedi training, you're going to get all of that stuff. That's what it's kind of feeling like to me. And, I mean, I'll watch it. I've never been hugely invested in Star Wars. I, I, I just never have. Not, not, like, you love it, clearly. You, it's like your thing. It's great. Um, but, yeah, it, it all sounds a little bit safey to me kind of is and the whole ray with the double bladed li- red lightsaber and the black sith robes um oh, that's I, nice. go ahead and do that it looks okay to me but i kind of think that is a copying of and just like you said running to our safe space making the circle of um ray's ray uh luke doing his um jedi training in empire strikes back where he goes into the cave and he fights uh the phantom Darth Vader, and he slices off his face mask, and it's Luke's face he sees. He's his own face. So, I think we're gonna get that, and I think we're gonna get uh, a top ten, like, playing the hits. I think J.J. Abrams is gonna play it safe with this movie, and I hope he doesn't. I, I, I'm with you. I kinda hope that Ray rages out a little bit, and then she has to go to Tatooine to become a hermit because she uh... killed somebody, then I don't know. Whatever, you know. Okay, so um, we went a little long talking about Star Wars, so I want to wrap up the podcast tonight with what our go-to Halloween things are. Um, I usually like to binge watch a Supernatural-type show. Not Supernatural itself, but a Supernatural-type show, because I want to be really scared. And last year we had The uh, Haunting of Hill House to watch, and it was really scary and really great. Um, year before that, it was Stranger Things 2, I believe. And uh, so I'm not really sure what Netflix has coming out, but I'll probably end up watching a horror movie. Melissa and I and my wife, we usually like chill on the couch, turn the light on, throw some candy to, at kids, and uh, turn it off early and eat the rest of the candy. Turn the light off early and eat the rest of the candy and watch movies. Um but I hope that Netflix has something good and scary on. I'm going to have to look at their schedule. Uh, Isis, what, what are you doing this Halloween? Okay, so um, this may sound like a plug. I'm not getting paid for this, I prom- promise you. Um, okay. So there's a show on Netflix that I'm already currently watching. I started it uh, just this past weekend. Um, it's called Raising Dion. And oh, yeah, it's, it's a good show. Yes, it's kind of, um, you know, kind of supernatural. Um, I wouldn't even say it's horror, but because I don't do horror at all. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I just it, it's never interests me. And um, and but 
I, I will watch like something supernatural, things like that. And I really like it because it's not gory. It's not gratuitous. Um, there's a great little actress that's in it. Um, and she plays, her name is Esperanza on the TV show. Um, so I'm actually making my way through that entire season series. Um, it's season one and I just absolutely love it. And I'm, so I'm really happy oh, that I picked uh, something yeah. like that. And, um, and then, so one of my go-tos and you guys are going to laugh at me, it's this very old, um, movie with Tim Curry. And I remember watching it on HBO like years ago when I was very young and, um, and it was about witches. It was, it was very funny. And I'm actually trying to look for the name of the movie. Um, but you would probably see like on YouTube, the, um, the of him singing of Tim Curry singing who he has passed away of course um but he does such an amazing job as the you know like this diva you know uh super witch guy or whatever where all the women are falling over themselves and it's i cannot not the witch of eastwick is it no i think it's, it's the, the worst, worst it's the worst bit yes i have a song okay. here the halloween song 86 yes I'll it's the worst witch and it's so Tim Curry like it's in the movie is absolutely crazy but the reason why I mentioned this and it's because I know we have said that this is not a Game of Thrones podcast anymore but you know who the main actress in that that show was Bella Mm -hmm. Ramsey no Diana Rick (laughs) the original oh Diana Rick is Yes. Um, D- Diana Rigg is actually, um, she's the, the main character, uh, Miss Constance Harbroom or whatever. Um, and then Charlotte Ray from The Facts of Life, which absolutely love. Um, Tim Curry. And then um, Mildred Hubble um, is, it's really, this is like seven degrees of Game of Thrones and shit. Um, but anyway, this other girl, she was in The Craft, which is another a Halloween favorite of mine. A great witch movie. Okay, yeah. Isis, this this goes deeper than you know with Game of Thrones. They remade The Worst Witch recently, and guess who played the main girl? Who? Liana Mormont from Game Bella of Thrones. Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Not kidding. This actually happened. It, I think it's there, still going on. Th- so, this is, this they're is like... everywhere. Yeah, this is like one degrees away from Game of Thrones. I mean, what can and this was this was something that happened. What in was what did you say? Nineteen eighty six, and then yeah. to have her play what in two thousand nineteen, I guess, or two thousand eighteen, Bella Ramsey. I, I mean, that's crazy. That is absolutely nuts. But anyway, cool. I I just want if you do get a chance, um, Razor, you have to link. Um, the video of Tim Curry singing um, and wizard. It is, if you have never seen it, it's a sight to behold. Dan, I know Chicago has got to be lit on uh, all Hallows Eve. Am I right? I'm sure it is. Um, My usual tradition is I forget that Halloween is happening. And then I wake (laughs) up later and I'm like, Oh yeah, Halloween happened. I don't give a wet shit about it. I've never cared. Um, so my real answer is I will go about my life as if it's not happening, and then maybe I'll like see some costumes going on, and I'll like, what are people, uh, what are people dressed up like that? And then I'm like, oh, it's Halloween. In fact, it's a fun story. Um, they're thinking of doing a, a Halloween costume uh, contest, like in the fan sided office, and. It's like two weeks from now, and I thank God, oh, thank God, I'm gone those two days to go to a funeral out of state. So I don't have to participate. So He's that's actually what I, happy. <laughs> He's happy. I'm he very happy. I don't have a costume. Um, if you guys didn't know this, Dan is very anti-party. So that's my real answer, but now I'm thinking of watching that Worst Witch movie. That's a really good idea. I think you, I might do it, too. Just, I'm not, not going to lie. Does it age well? Hell no. But it's fun and campy and so Tim Curry that I just – I have to watch it. I mean I remember watching it as a child and just being completely in awe of it and then watching it as an adult, not being in awe of it, but (laughs) appreciating the campiness of it. If it had aged well, I'd be very disappointed. 
Has does anything from the eighties really aged that well? Let's let's just be honest. Terminator <laughs> two, um, all <laughs> the right. stuff. Plenty of stuff has aged well. Eighties were great. Almost oh, every John Candy movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like okay, all so... the John Hughes ones are still popular. Back to the Future is still great. Ghostbusters, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, E.T. is great. Raiders of the Lost Ark, man. So yes, plenty. I regret asking that question. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. I thought you loved Star Wars. Well, the, the Empire Strikes Back, yeah, but not, but not the I never really like Blade Run. People like that. Beetlejuice is still fun. The Shining, love The Shining. Oh, love Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is another. F- I I do like watching that. I don't even actually. That's have to... a good one. That's yes. a good one. Oh, you know what's Who another? Roger one? Rabbit, Caddyshack. I just pulled up eighties movies to disprove oh, did you. you? Okay, yeah. so. The Witches of Eastwick. Have you ever seen that movie? I never did. I, I haven't. Got... I thought you were talking about that with Tim Curry. I didn't know. It's been a long time yeah. ago since I've seen it. So, Jack Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle oh. Pfeiffer. Oh, my God. That's an amazing. That's awesome. It's an good. amazing, amazing movie. <laughs> um, I, I love it. It is so fun. It, it's a really fun movie. Like a poltergeist. Speaking of like horror 80s movies, that's a really good movie I enjoy. So, there you go. I can't do horror movies. I really do regret asking that question. (laughs) See, and that's the reason I love Dan is because Dan is of a certain age and he has deep appreciation for the 80s, which is my timeline. So, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, listen, guys. So we're going to wrap the podcast up. Um, We're going to be doing Take the Black, and we would like to have a different name for Take the Black. It's going to always probably be Take the Black, with a different twist on the title. If you have ideas for that, throw them in the comments section and we'll consider it. Um, but we're also going to have a uh, different guest on. Dan will come back and probably explain explain things like The Witcher. Like, you know, we had we had Ooh. ISIS explain um, Season 5 of uh, Outlander tonight. We'll have Dan back on to talk about The Witcher. We'll probably talk... I'll, we'll do a Watchmen thing. We'll do His Dark Materials... Um, there's all kinds of fun things coming out, and we'll get deep into those topics. Um, so, again, hit us up in the comments with some suggestions that won't get del- that Dan won't delete and ban you f- from our comment sections, <laughs> or and for some some names to rename Take the Black, like Take the Black Beyond the Wall, Take the Black Entertainment Podcast. I don't know. I don't know what would be something good that would fit. We're kind of um, a a lost ship at sea right now so we uh could use your help anyway for myself for isis and for dan thanks for listening we'll talk to you in a couple weeks mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.